Wow! This is the Modern Eater Show. That's right, boy! I'm starving! And now it's time for In the Kitchen. How am I supposed to keep on feeding you? Kill people? Rock you by. Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions. Award-winning competition cooks and purveyors of specialty barbecue supplies right here in Denver, Colorado. ProudSoulsBBQ.com. Feed me all night long. trouble doing anything all night long anymore except sleeping yeah i was gonna say you do something really well <laughs> I, i've seen you all night long which is no problem live on facebook live on youtube live on twitter live on periscope why not live on iHeartRadio, radio 630 k how our local talk show affiliate and back with myself greg hollenbeck brian freeman the whole cast and crew is here joining us to the show now he's a friend uh, I feel like a neighbor, a neighbor, a restaurateur, a restaurateur, a father, a good, a good father, a, rena- a husband, a renaissance man. He is. He's a great guy all around. What's I, his name? I like him. You know, this Jared. One. I know this one. Jared Leonard. Jared Leonard. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Good to have you back. Yeah, it's been a while. We're going to keep you for a while, but this segment's all about food. Okay. It's in the kitchen. Okay. And you've been in the kitchen, my man. All day, look at this. I've got my shirt covered in white flour. I know. He can always prove he's been working. Yes, I make yeah. sure to have. Even if I'm not working, I have a dirty shirt in my car to put on. <laughs> Just so to pretend. Play the same <laughs> part. <laughs> you know? Stone Soup Collective, what is it? Stone Soup Collective owns 10 restaurants, four concepts. We've got the Budlong Hot Chicken, six in Chicago, one in Denver. We've got AJ's Pit Barbecue. We've got Norm's Deli and Grabowski's Pizzeria, newly opened at the Source Market Hall on Brighton Boulevard in Rhino. How's it going there? It's good. It's Is good. It? I was just checking out the cameras. We're full right now, and they're frantically scurrying around to make the pizzas, and I'm here hanging with you guys, so thanks for getting me out of that. No You're doubt. such a stud for coming down here, man. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I'm having fun. Thank I was you. making pizza all day, and I thought I'd bring you all some. And well, the truth of the matter is his wife's out of town, and his kids have a play date tonight. That's, that's exactly. <laughs> I told you that already. So Amanda's in Switzerland, and everybody keeps going, why do you let your wife go to Switzerland without you? And I'm like, what do you mean? She's a, her she, own woman. I, absolutely. And she's over there on a service mission, dude. She's not like over there eating. Is she really? Yeah. yeah she's yeah. a great woman. She's over there. I mean, she is eating fondue and... Bugling? Are they bugling? I told her to eat a Ricola while she's there <laughs> in Switzerland. She's going to be gone for a while? Yeah. Here? Yeah, sure. She's going to be gone for a while. She's gone till Monday. She's been gone for about a week. Okay. She'll we be didn't back. burn the house down. You know, everything. I know you always picture, you know, Jared's hanging out in his underwear, which you probably are. You're just like, I, the the yeah. laundry's stacking up, <laughs> you know, the dishes aren't done. Do you think that that's Jared that at all? I don't think that this man, I'll tell you, I've been to his house. And all right, I know this is like is. we're having a phone call with Jared because this is how we talk <laughs> on the phone. But back to the serious stuff. And that's really, um, the pizza's delicious, and that's kind of a passion project for you, this new project with pizza. Uh, and uh, was it kind of just your love of Chicago pizza that you really, because you've met so many close friends and people in the food industry here that you wanted to show us all good Chicago pizza? Yeah, you know, I always say I'm a storyteller. That's what I do with my restaurants yeah. and my food. And I have a Nashville hot chicken mini chain. I, but I'm not from Nashville. I just learn the story and tell it well. I have a Texas-style barbecue place. Again, not my hometown, but I tell the story well. Mm-hmm. So when the opportunity came up to do a concept in the source, I thought, you know what? I'm going to tell the story of the pizza I grew up eating. That's so great. Grabowski's was born. And so, yeah, it's a passion project of me just sharing my love for, one, for pizza. You know, I just I love pizza. It's always been my favorite food. And then, two, just kind of educating local Denverites and, and, and re 
reintroducing or, or, or uh, we're or, introducing. Yes, I mean bringing people who are from Chicago back to something yeah. that they're familiar with. We we had a couple in tonight who was like, this tastes just like Barnaby's, and I grew up eating Barnaby's. It's this like dungeon-esque place on Tui Avenue near the airport. No windows. It's totally dark in there. Pitchers of beer. Pitchers of root beer. 16-inch pizzas with and they line on the up. bottom. Oh, it's. I mean, they don't line up. It's not a hipster joint. It's just a family-owned pizzeria that's been there for 50 years, and everybody eats there. Gotcha. And, Jared, but let me jump in and ask right. a question around this, because I think there's confusion. A lot of people think of Chicago Deep Dish. And tell the story, because I think you told it best. Chicago Deep Dish is not real, right? Well, no, it's real. It's just it's kind of been media sensationalized that that's the kind of pizza we eat in Chicago. And it it, it is. There is that pizza there, but it's not what locals eat, really. And I've made the comparison to, like, you know, uh, Mexican people don't always only eat tacos, and French people don't always only eat croissants. They, these are foods that are regionally, you know, uh, aligned to a country or a region yeah. or a city, but it's not necessarily what the indigenous, regu- the, the local people. Yeah, eat. So right. it's so funny because Alex Liberati, who we talked, the Roman that we talked to, um, comes here and talks to me about Italian food. He's like, you know, there's no chicken parm. Right, right. <laughs> you know, we, we, we don't do that. So the, and, and the authentic. So it's cool that you're like, oh, hey, let me turn the light bulb on. You guys want to know, here I am. I'm right. a Chicagoan. Well, and, I'm, and I want to be clear, like, you know, a buddy of mine, Jason McGovern, owns a place called Crush. He does deep dish. Deep dish is fine. It's cool. I'm never knocking on it. Sure. It's just not what I grew up eating. Absolutely. It's not like we literally eat it twice a year when friends are in town because they go, oh, where can we get the deep dish pizza? But like in in truth, we deep dish was invented in the 60s or 70s. Stuffed pizza was invented in the 70s. Malnati's and Uno's made it famous. But what we eat and what's been in Chicago for 100 years is this tavern cut pizza, and it gets its name from the fact that it was served at taverns locally. It's cut into squares, as you can see over on the table yeah. there. About 30 What's slices, left? right? I mean, they're picking People apart. destroyed it, the, man. The veg- it was good. The vegetable pizza has not been <laughs> eaten all the way. The, the meat pizza's eaten first. That's, you know, I, I get it. Uh, so, you know, they would put that pizza out at taverns so that the working man who was drinking at the tavern after work wouldn't go home to eat dinner with his family. He'd stay at the, at the I bar. I love these stories. Go. You know? And so these guys, would they had these old brick ovens, and they would put out these pizzas on the bar, and the guys would grab a slice for a snack. So tavern-style pizza was a snack, and then like deep dish or thicker pizza, that's what you would have for dinner or a meal. So this is meant to be a snacking pizza shared. Oh, thing. it's like a big old fat Chicagoan's peanut. Where you just grab a <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Meaning there are some bi- to have a piece of pizza as a snack is kind of a yeah, to I, me. Okay, I got so you. the peanuts in the bar as well. I know where you're going with grabbing peanuts. <laughs> Grabbing peanuts. But, so truly, it was just meant to be little bite foods exactly. in the, in the so, tavern. But like what I like about it, we obviously still eat it as a meal, but it, originally it was this tavern snack. Yeah. But you can eat like six or seven slices. And there's the centerpieces that are gooey because there is no crust. They're, they're kind of, they have a, 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 this is called a cracker crust. So it's very, very thin. Very The opposite of deep dish. In fact, you we're can, keeping you. We got a break. Okay. We'll be right back. Okay. It's the Modern Eater Show. It's time for the second course, hour number two of The Modern Eater. What are you hungry for? Here's to a meal we're all here for. Delicious and tasty. Now we're getting to the good stuff. With your hosts, Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, and Brian Freeman. Okay, we're back at it. The Modern Eater show on iHeartRadio. Steve, look at that schedule. See that? There you go. The schedule is right there. 
And we're back on the show here, the Modern Eater Show. Second hour, we love, Brian. We do. <laughs> we do indeed. Second hour is really good. So here's the conversation this hour. Jared Leonard rejoins us. Stone Soup Collective, also known as Budlong, AJ's uh, Pit Barbecue. Norm's, Grabowski's Pizzeria. Okay, you love Grabowski's, don't you? Yes. Well, that's his new thing, man. But I'll tell you, truly, his burger at Norm's has gotten so... I've taken so many people over there. You don't know this, Jared. That's one of my one of my haunts. Weekly, I go over to Norm's and to Budlong. I have the chicken, and someone always has something. You from believe Norm's. him? I think we need him. To take he knows. Take I call him all the yeah, time. He, does. Hey, he, he reports back on the staff if the ticket times are too long. <laughs> really? Which I he appreciate. Does, huh? Which I appreciate. Jim Pittenger does the same thing. <laughs> they know I care, you know, but they know I also don't hover. We were just talking about that, so it's nice to get the feedback. Yeah. He's not a helicopter parent. No, I am not. Oh well, <laughs> you can't be. Just proven yesterday, but. <laughs> <laughs> you have to train well and then deploy. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you have to have a good training program, and you got to have people that you trust, and you got to let them make mistakes. You really do. Yeah. Mistakes, yeah. Yeah, the, that's how you learn. Yeah, you, no one will ever learn when you hover over them and try to micromanage everything that they that, that they do. You know. Mm-hmm. And I don't. I that wasn't born out of me being intelligent. That was born out of doing a bunch of different things, and I just couldn't be everywhere. So I had to start letting people make mistakes and fix the mistakes and try to prevent them and think. To prevent mistakes in the future, but always knowing that they're going to make mistakes and, you know, fixing it after the fact. And Jared, don't you see if they, they rise up to the challenge, too? That's right. Yeah, you know, you put people in there that that haven't run a busy dinner, like right now, they're getting killed over at Grabowski's, and they're going to be fine. They're going to be fine. The pizza's going to be good. Ticket times sometimes are a little bit slower when we're busy, but you'll never get faster if you're not in the, in the weeds. So, uh, Little Rich, it pounds into my head all the time. Steel sharpens steel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you know, and you just get that steel together, and you you, you, you put the, the, the trust and the faith in that the folks that you've you know, you had a, there was a hiring process. There was obviously something that you saw in them, but a lot of times people have to dig deep when the boss isn't around and find it within themselves to be able to implement the things that you've taught them in the procedures. Yeah, and every anybody can learn this stuff. It's not rocket science, which I always make the joke. Even rocket science, you could probably figure out if you tried hard enough. Google it. Yeah, right. You know. Uh, I think intelligent, ambitious people will rise to the challenge, and those who aren't intelligent and ambitious can go do something else. Yeah. So here's the topic for this hour, and it's kind of a theme that uh, restaurant operators, restaurant tours, uh, managers alike, it's tough times right now in a business in restaurants where, you know, if you're doing great, your profit off the bottom line is maybe 8 to 10%. If you're doing great. Great. Right. That's great. That's like Craig's talking the top of it. Yeah, the, the <laughs> very yep. top of it. If you're not running at full steam, you're not going to find that 8 to 10%, which is so sad because there's so many other businesses you could get into to make a lot more money. So obviously you're into it for a servitude. You, you love to serve people. Yep. Uh, make people happy, the community, people, families rely on you as well. But saving money and being smart, relationships have to be paramount, right? Today's show brought to you by Encore Energy and Brian Rizzuto here with us right now. But saving money for people, we're going to talk about that, being smart as a business, where you can save money. But Brian Rizzuto, as you join the show right now, if, if the testimonies are there. We're seeing people there in the house tonight. Tommy Knocker Brewery, you sell natural gas. Absolutely. We sell natural gas. The great thing is, we've been doing this for 15 years. Pretty much every business that has really good credit or is already transporting gas. And my job is to introduce people that aren't. 
to natural gas transport. Very, very simple. You're still getting your gas from Excel. You're just buying it from me. We ship through Excel's lines. Very, very simple. And I'm saving you a minimum of usually 8% up to 22% on your gas bills. Just like you said, that's the line item that's missing. Yep. You do nothing different. Nothing. You Brian, like saving what, what, money, don't you, Jared? I love saving money. Do you? Do you look at things like that? I mean, it, everything's relationship-based. If, so, if someone, You could have the best savings in the world from a product or a service, but if they don't service you and they don't come by and they don't talk to you and you, you don't have that relationship with them, that you're probably not going to even look at them, right? True. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, so those types of relationships. Uh, do you use natural gas? Of course, yeah. I mean, I, my pizza oven's electric. That's my biggest consumable cooking device at Grabowski's. Mm-hmm. At AJ's, we cook with wood. So I don't use as much gas as yeah. some restaurants, but we use gas, obviously. Sure, yeah. And you've got to have a certain amount of gas. That you yeah, use. I always say if you burn about, if you spend about six to $800 a month in your natural gas bills, I'm going to save you money. Anybody below that, hey, stay on XL. That's going to be your best option. Not so much. Mark Whistler, who owns the good restaurant attached to the tattered cover building across from East High School, he was going to join us tonight. It's so so terrible, but it fits in with this theme. Hopefully we can check in with Mark. He's a restaurant owner, and you see this all the time because you do it, Jared. He's in the kitchen working right now. Does he want to be? Probably not. He, he has other things that he'd like to do as a sure. restaurant owner. Sure. Uh, what happens? Staffing issues, obviously. That's a big thing. We're going to talk about staffing issues with Rebecca Berry in the next segment, uh, hopefully along with Mark Whistler, Whistler. But he told me today, Greg, man, sometimes I just want to lock the doors, turn off the lights, and walk out of here because it's all too overwhelming for me. Um, he does spend $1,700 on natural gas a month. And has no loyalty to anybody. Nobody calls on him. He just pays the bill. What could you do for a guy like that that's spending 1700 a month and is willing to dance with somebody like you? Oh, absolutely. I could save him. If we looked at last year's, if, if he was with me last year, I probably would have saved him about 17% on that gas bill. Wow. But this is free money, guys. This is... I always call it a no-brainer. I always say, hey, give me 12 months worth of your bills. I'll do all the work for you. I'll let you know if you were an Encore customer in this last 12 months, this is what I would have saved you. Zero pressure. You make the decision. If you want to save money, great. If you say, hey, Brian, just eat here, enjoy my food, <laughs> and maybe talk to me next year, I can do that as well. Yeah, so. sure. How do you save money, Jared? What are some things that you look for? You're a smart guy. You look at, there's no rock unturned in your business. You know, most of what I do to save money is DIY stuff. I build all of our restaurants. I have a general contracting license so that I can do most of the construction. I repair our equipment. I have all spare parts on hand, thermocouplers, regulators, control boards. I just I do a lot of this, the work, the handyman kind of work myself. That's my biggest money saver. And I'll tell you, since I left Chicago and I have somebody else doing that all now, that line item is one of the biggest thorns it in is, my side because I can't fly to Chicago to fix stuff. Yeah. But it's expensive, you know. And um, so, yeah, repairs and maintenance are a really big bill on, on, our, on our line items and the restaurants out of market here. I save money at all the restaurants doing that stuff myself. God, thank God I'm not Jared because yeah. I don't have those talents. Do you have well, those talents? You know, I do, but I. it's one of those things is where do you fit in and how does it fit into your schedule and where are you in your organization? I mean, I, I commend you because the other day I had to call out a plumber on, on a couple items that I could have fixed. Mm-hmm. If you were a man? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it either, Brian. No, I, I can do it. But oh, you the, can? Yeah, and this no, was oh, the thing. Water, is, is, water or sewer? It was water. It okay. was water. It was a couple a couple things. The guy presented me with a bill of like 450 bucks, and I, I totally challenged the plumber and said, are you serious? Let me break down the parts. And he said that was Let's, cheap. Probably. Yeah, well, he tried to until until I was able to have a real man's discussion with him, and he knocked a hundred bucks off the bill. Uh-huh. And that's the whole thing, though. But your employees don't look for that stuff. No, you know, they're not right. they're not like they micromanaging that. that. No, well, not at all. And plumbers are expensive. You know, they 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 have to get down in the shit. And nobody wants to do that. So yeah. Guys that rot out drains, that. it takes ten minutes to Thank rot the drain. They get, they charge you, you know, four hundred bucks. Yeah. You know, the, there's there's stuff that you can't like. I have somebody clean our grease traps now. I've I've got stuff I don't do myself anymore because I just don't want to get all nasty. But the stuff that's clean, water lines I do. Uh, there's su- something sewers. too though. Yeah. If the boss is doing it. Yeah, so I, I actually make a point when I visit my restaurants, uh, Rhett and myself, my little technique out here on, on, on the radio, but uh, when I visit my restaurants in Chicago or here, I try to always do something hard that employees don't expect the owner to do, just yeah. so they can see that I'm in it to win it, you know, build that morale. And it's not all just a show, you know, it's 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 also I like doing that stuff, but I want them to know that I'm doing the stuff that I don't sure. want to do too, Absolutely. so to, to maybe inspire them a little bit more to, to try harder and work harder and be in it to win it with me i I love that jerry we're gonna get into some deep discussions in the uh, the next couple of segments i'm so looking forward to it because it's the scab that needs to be pulled off when it comes to um, not only payroll but uh, attendance when it comes to your employees just show up how do you get a quality employee how how do you maintain a culture within your restaurant if you can't even have a good group of people around you can't even build a culture. Brian Rizzuto, Encore Energy. Here's the thing. The theme that I'm seeing with people is that uh, just don't be lazy. Give you a call. Get, be proactive about your business. If there's a way to save money, you can do it for them through natural gas. And I just want people to be able to learn more information about Encore Energy. Absolutely. Let me give a phone number. It's 720-245-5771. Once again, 720-245-5771. I know you're busy people. I'll do all of it for you. Make it very simple. That's cool. Thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely. And uh, these are the guys. If they are vetted through the Modern Eater Show, you know they're top quality. Brian, he'll answer all of your needs. Brian Rizzuto, Encore Energy, uh, top quality guy. We're going to take a break, come right back. And uh, this is a cool one because Rebecca Berry, she emailed me, Rebecca Berry from 4th, who they bought hot schedules. Are you familiar with hot schedules? Yes, I actually am. I did a little research on it. Okay. Uh, So basically, you're scheduling these on the 4th. Colorado could be a victim next. I think it's Oregon that has already instituted this. That uh, if you don't put out a schedule two weeks in advance and stick to that schedule, that if somebody works within that two weeks, you're paying them time and a half. Can you imagine how that'll turn Get you out of here, here, man? Come that's, on. That's perspective legislation that's coming up. And also on the horizon right now, uh, tipped employees demanding to be paid minimum wage with their tips. That could turn you on your ear as well. We'll talk about that and much, much more. Jared Leonard will continue with us and Rebecca Berry right here on the Modern Eater Show, Studio Kitchen Colorado, iHeartRadio. Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search the Modern Eater or check out the website 
themoderneater.com. Hey, you guys. Jay Parker here for Encore Energy. How much are you paying for your natural gas? Wouldn't you like to save 10 to 20% on your natural gas bill? Of course you would. You're not crazy. Encore Energy and Brian Rizzuto can do just that. Save you money. Give Brian a call. 720-245-5771. Maybe you own a restaurant or a brewery and use a ton of natural gas. This is how you save money. Get a free savings review from Brian Rizzuto and Encore Energy. Call Brian at 720-245-5771. Save 10 to 20% on your natural gas bill right now. Rocker Spirits. It's a distillery. It's a place to hang. It's about quality. It's about taste. It's about passion. Infused with American spirit. Rocker whiskey, rocker rum, rocker vodka. Get ready for an original look, feel, and experience. Old Town Littleton. And if you get hungry while you're sipping on some drinks, they've got the best food truck line in town. Open Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Rockerspirits.com. Rockerspirits.com. Falling off the bus right now. Throw your headset on there, Jared Leonard. Rebecca Berry in her place. Jared Leonard, Rebecca Berry. Do you guys know each other? We don't, I don't think. Hi, nice nice to, to meet you. you. Hello, Jared Leonard, Rebecca Berry. Uh, Jared Leonard owns a group of restaurants called Stone, Stone Soup Collective. You've probably eaten at a Bud Long, maybe. And a new restaurant, Grabowski's, in uh, the Source Hotel, right? That's right, Source Market Hall on Brighton Boulevard. You're on your game, man. I like that. Just sharp, sharp tonight. Rebecca Berry, you're with a company called Fourth. I am. That's correct. It's actually Fourth and Hot Schedules. We just are going through the end of a really big merger, which is really exciting. Congratulations. So happy to be here, guys. Thanks. As we were doing our research, Brian's like, well, what's the website? I said, it's Fourth.com. He's like, no way, no way. That, that's a great URL, Exactly. Com. And actually, my first day, because of the snowstorm, was my fourth first day with Fourth. So. <laughs> cool. Well, welcome to the show. Thank Good you. to see your face again. Good to see you, too. Uh, here we go. So uh, we're talking about, and, and we're getting into the conversation about restaurants and the tough climate and things that are coming up in legislation. First of all, fourth, it begins with a family. I mean, let's harken back to like 1970 and we're in the UK and there's a family and I think it's it's not Choppers. It's, uh, what's the name of the restaurant that these, you, you really don't know either. So this family, here's this family, they own, they own a restaurant and everybody in the family works for this restaurant, just like a lot of families. I mean, there's a lot of Chicago restaurants, right? Sure. Just like that. They're all over the place. It's all in the family. Everybody has a certain function. There's, there's your bartender who's Uncle John. There's your front of the house and that's a mom. That's the waitress. And then you got in the back, that's Uncle Louie who's doing the work in the, in the back. And they came together to go, man, there are so many things in this world of restaurants that how do we design a system to be able to help other restaurants become more efficient in things that they can do? Uh, so with that being said, here is Born, a group called Fourth, and uh, this family went on to own many restaurants in the UK. And today they have great technologies that help businesses become that family unit again and to be able to work better with schedules, staff, front of the house, back of the house. You take it away from me. Yeah, absolutely. And actually, Greg, I'll kind of do a little background. So the scheduling aspect came uh, roughly, I want to say almost 15 years ago with a gentleman named David Cantu, who's actually our current CEO with Hot Schedules. So it was a project for his college class, and he was working at P.F. Chang's and developed the scheduling system that took off like crazy. So fast forward a few years, about 10 to 15 years, and 
just very recently, as I said, we've been merging with Forth. So I was previously with Hot Schedules, did a lot of the compliance piece. We'll get into Fair mm -hmm. Work Week and predictive scheduling, oh, um, all of that fun stuff in the Pacific Northwest. And with our merger, we're now an end-to-end -end system from your applicant tracking, recruiting, talent management, ensuring that you have employee engagement along with compliance along the way from everything from that first piece, including documentation that's uploaded the whole way into your scheduling aspect, your inventory, recipes, everything is housed there. Um, even as far as your vendors are paid out, everything is on one single sign-on platform. So it's easier to manage your business instead of taking this time with different places and spending all these hours to try to be compliant when you have no analytics or data around it. Yeah. How do you do your schedules, Jared? Uh, we use a, a, a company called Seven Shifts, yep. and that's been super helpful for us. You know, I'll tell you, I was at the uh, a deal making conference in Chicago. I sat on a panel about restaurant deal making a couple weeks ago. And I heard a statistic that the restaurants have a 30% better lower turnover rate with good onboarding systems. So when we talk about onboarding systems, we mean getting somebody into the computer, getting their paperwork done, doing all the legal stuff. Mm -hmm. And it seems kind of mundane and it seems something like, especially when we were starting out, just like that you do in passing. But if you don't do it in a structured and organized way, employees, in fact, have less faith in your organization and don't want to be a part of it as much. So the more organized you look, the more professional you look, the more you know, the, the, the more likely they are to stay at your company. And turnover is a big thing in restaurants. And so if you have a high turnover rate, costs you money, costs you time, it's a big headache. How about you, sli you're, you're on your game tonight, Jerry. You slide <laughs> over here, you do my my job tonight because I think you're directing this in the direction that I'd like it to go. And, and this is a passion of yours as it well, is. too. absolutely. Uh, because those are all the hot points that you talk about. Brian, let's do this. One of the guys that we really like and love, he's on the phone right now. He was going to be with us here tonight. His name's Mark Wood from the Goods Restaurant. Mark, do we have you? you got, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. You're hot in the kitchen right now, aren't you? Oh, my God. Oh my God. And, and it's in one heck of a night, that's for sure. One heck of a day. Well, it's one heck of a lifetime, right? I mean, it never ends as a, as a restaurant owner. And uh, some of the yeah. staffing issues is what we're talking about right now. Mark, let me just throw the microphone to you because I think you're going to send us in the right direction as well. And you're unbelievably candid all the time. Can you tell us what some of your staffing issues are right now? Yeah. So, I, you know, let's just, I'm just going to give you kind of a little rundown just for the last two weeks. And this is, this is and the, the entire reason for this is just, just how present it is. In our, in our kitchen, we had one guy who, um, who I put a lot of time and effort and money into training who just completely disappeared off the reservation drinking for an entire week. But he was so good in the kitchen that I gave him a couple chances, including I actually let him stay in the restroom one night. And the next morning, our maintenance property um, management company came in, and he was wasted, and he tried to fight, like literally start a fight with the property manager. So... So here I'm already giving him a huge chance. I'm trying to, like, take care of this employee. I'm trying to make sure he's okay in his worst, worst hour. hour. And, and, and he, um, anyway, anyway, he showed up another night, still intoxicated. And I actually spent $200 for a hotel room for him, hoping that he would sober up. And he didn't. And it, we got to a point where um, I just had to say, if you, you know, if you come back, I have to call the police. Well, two, two weeks later, I got a phone call. He seemed clean and sober. And he was at his church. And yada, yada, yada. I, I bring him back. He's good for one week. And then all of a sudden he's back at it again and just completely disappears. And I think, you know, the thing is, is that 
what what I'm seeing more and more is <clears throat> I think it's partially because people don't have to worry about where they're going to find their next job. And even though kitchens and restaurants have always had problems with, obviously, like drugs and alcohol and all the rest of the bad behavior, the issue is is now what people are doing is they don't care so much because they know that you need them, especially if they're really good, that you'll kind of excuse their bad behavior over and over and over. Moving forward, that just, just this past week on Sunday, I had to fire a kid in my kitchen who he was an hour late previous um, to Sunday on Saturday morning. And just before that, he had two no-call, no-shows, and I still allowed him to work at my restaurant. Right after that, um, I think it was actually on, on – it was either Sunday or Monday. He had a, a third no-call, no-show. And when I, when, I, when I texted him and I said, hey, man, you no-called, you no-showed, you quit – he said, wait, 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 that's not true. I didn't, I, it's not, that's not fair. It's not my fault. I couldn't call. I was asleep. And I was just like, are you kidding me? You, you literally think that you, that you being asleep is an excuse for why you didn't call. And I just, anyway, so then I said, you know, it doesn't matter, man. You have three no call, no shows. And he said, no, no, that's not true. I only have two no call, no shows. And I just, it was like, what, one, one is enough. Like, what planet are you on? And I think, again, like, there's, there's a level of, um, like, there's a level of, um, of personal responsibility that a, lot of this, that a lot of people working in the restaurant environment are not accepting anymore because it's too easy to find another job and you can get away with murder. I think in a tougher economic climate, where jobs are harder to find, you have to try harder to keep them. So, so one of the, the inherent consequences of a good economy is, is unfortunately, people don't really feel a sense of um, job loyalty because they know that they can go get a job anywhere else tomorrow for more money. Money. And I. And I. Yeah. And I, are you, are you guys still there, by the way? No, we, we're we're actually we're taking it all in. Truly, Mark. Uh, yeah, one of the I, things I, that I, I identify you know, with you, Mark, is your personal relationships that you have with folks. And I think you have to when you work so closely in a business to where you just want a good culture and a good family, Brian, of people together. And so you'll do things. You'll acquiesce to things that maybe wouldn't in other situations. You'll put up with things that maybe you you probably shouldn't in, in, in Mark's case and Jared I know you develop personal relationships with employees as well that you give them a little bit of rope longer than you probably should because of that at the end of the day finding quality employees how about this Mark how about you have to ensure them that they have a two-week schedule that's set and if you don't get, have that you'll get dinged would you like that Mark to have that same employee insured those hours on your schedule for the next two weeks and then if they don't come through and follow through for you that um, scheduling somebody in short notice that you'll have to pay them time and a half. Would that be a good time for you, Mark? Yeah, yeah I'm not sure if I understand everything that you just said. Yeah, well, Nate, can you explain that again one more time? Up. Let's take a break right now. Mark Whistler on the phone. Jared Leonard joining us from Stone Soup Collective here in Studio Kitchen, Colorado, along with Rebecca Berry. Um, this is something we could spend four hours on. 
truly, we could and probably should uh, lend that much time to it. You heard, Jared, what Mark had to say. Rebecca, you heard what Mark had to say. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll respond to all of those things and say, is this just a Mark Whistler thing? Is it just that Mark is getting these types of employees? Or is this something that's prevalent throughout the restaurant industry right now? And uh, along with that, how about a um, wage increase for tipped employees? Wouldn't that be fun, Mark, to add to your uh, expenses to uh, take away from your bottom line? I don't think so. All right, we'll take a break. Studio Kitchen Colorado, The Modern Eater Show, back in a flash right here on iHeartRadio. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website themoderneater.com. Hey guys, Chris Johnson here, owner of Rome Sausage, your hyper-local source for all things sausage awesomeness. My family is proud to carry on the fine traditions of Rome's founder, Jerry Rome, by producing a variety of amazing sausage in small batches with an eye on quality, not quantity. Every batch is made here in the great state of Colorado by hand-mixing spices, utilizing lean cuts of pork to make an outstanding product. Sourcing ingredients and materials locally, we are committed to supporting local vendors, chefs, restaurants, and the entire Colorado food scene. Getting hungry yet? Brats, Italian, breakfast, hot Polish, green chili, chicken apple, and the world's best chorizo. You can source all of our sausage through a variety of food service distributors. If your distributor doesn't carry it, call us. We'll come direct. You want a custom item? We'll do that too. Samples, and of course, sausage jokes, can be had by contacting me directly at chris at romesausage.com or by phone at 303-296-7663. The modern eater loves Rome sausage, and I know you will too. Wear black and eat spices. Hey, Modern Eater listeners, this is Zach from The Spice Guy, Colorado's favorite spice company. Spice is the variety of life. At The Spice Guy, we have a passion for sourcing the best ingredients from the best farmers all over the world. Choose from thousands of different GMO-free spices and ingredients, or let us create and blend custom flavor profiles for whatever style of food it is that you're working with. With over 1,000 restaurants, food brands, and chefs behind us, you can't go wrong when you choose The Spice Guy for all your spice needs. The Spice Guy. Spicy. Born in Breck, raised in Denver. TheSpiceGuyCo.com. Listen up, barbecue lovers. Greg Holland back here for Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions. Proud Souls is Denver's authority of all things barbecue. Do you rule your neighborhood with the best backyard barbecue? From beginners to pitmasters, Proud Souls has all the equipment you could possibly want. A variety of wood, pellet, and charcoal grills and smokers. Award-winning pitmasters and owners of Proud Souls, Dan and Tony, have a passion for barbecue, and it shows. Located on 25th and Federal, Proud Souls retail store is bursting at the seams with your barbecuing essentials, the Spice Guy spices, and superior flavored fuels for your pit like hickory, mesquite, oak, pecan, cherry, apple, peach, maple, grape, and a variety of blends. Hit their website, ProudSoulsBBQ.com, for delicious hands-on barbecue classes and get information on current promotions and deals. For the best in barbecue, locally owned and operated on 25th and Federal, they're are guys proud souls barbecue and provisions that's proud souls bbq.com hi this is laurie mitson i'm a food hack aka food writer i was just told that i put my lines and you're listening to the modern eater show on iHeartRadio. all right we're back live from studio kitchen colorado rejoined by rebecca berry and uh jared leonard i was about to call you general or general <laughs> general leonard i like that <laughs> Happy. I like that. Do you like that? I do. Well, we can do that. Uh, Mark Whistler on the phone. Let's bring Mark back up. 
Hey, Mark. Yeah. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. How you doing? By the way, I have I have a few other things I'd like to add to. Uh, well, I bet. What I was just saying a moment ago, if you don't mind. Sure. It, just here, do this for me because we need to be concise, and other folks want to respond to what you had to say. But take uh, 20 <laughs> seconds to recap what you said about um, uh, some of the issues that you're having with staffing, and then uh, continue on with your other thoughts. So at the end of the day, there's just there, there's just a new sense of entitlement where people feel like they can do whatever they want and they're still going to have a job, and there's there's no no sense of personal responsibility that there once was. And again, it comes down to a good economy, too many jobs, and people just don't they don't have to care. But what I'd like to add to that as well is that we we actually have this this entire situation is being fueled by three three separate things. One, it's being fueled by a good economy. Two, it's being fueled by um, raising, rising minimum wage. And three, it's also being fueled by, the, by Donald Trump's immigration policy. And, and you're wondering how, how exactly does that tie in? Well, here's how it ties in. There, through the overall removal of immigrant labor in our industry and many other industries similar to ours, um, the issue is is that you have people who are willing to work for a, a little bit hard. They're willing to work a little harder for a Better. little less. Yeah. And, and the removal, the removal of those people takes away a very strong check and balance to wage inflation and entitlement from from the rest of the actual naturalized citizens. The, the, well, okay, so here's the deal. So it's the jobs American won't do. Okay, fine, get it. But it's pulled back the curtain right now to where there's a, there's an evening going on right now. There's an evening going on with restaurants. And I think it's catching up to restaurants to where the margins are just so slim to any adjustment in whether it's wages, food costs, it's going to hurt you so bad. Um that it's going to be a problem. I think that instead of doing the, okay, well, here's what the problem is because of what it was, is like, how do we challenge this going forward? And I think Rebecca Berry might have some solutions to that. Yeah, I mean, obviously the immigrant, it, it, it's a challenge, right, with what we're dealing with as we're speaking to labor and labor increases. Um, a lot of the challenge we find, too, is keeping good talent and finding good talent. How do we do that and retain it? And that stems from culture, first of all, and reaching out to the right places and having a resource to be able to filter through and actually find the talent that you're looking for and need, who's wanting to come to work with you, who's wanting to be a part of the organization, who works for a, a group that can show career growth and where they want to stay. I mean... Mark's rolling his eyes right yeah. now. He's like, I want, a, I want a warm body right, right now. Yeah, <laughs> forget about... No, 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 I mean, Mark, are you no, rolling no, your no, eyes when you hear that? Like, no, no, I'd no, love no, to even I, get to I, that no, point. No, no, I, no. I actually, I actually totally agree with her. And one of the things that um, has created some difficulty in my restaurant is I will no longer accept just warm bodies. I want people who are good. I want people who are uh, relatively sober. I want people who are looking at um, growing with us as as a as a you know small independent restaurant that's trying to do some cool culinary stuff. And you know, it 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 is it is difficult to find that that right person. But, you know, when we get them, we have to do everything right as well. And that, you know, that, that's a big part of it. And I was just, you know, previous to um, when I came on, I was listening to your, your discussion about, a, um, about the onboarding process. And, and I couldn't agree more. You know, across, across the board, you know, everything has to be seamless. But I think 
you know, part, part of the issue is, is that there are corporates who have that capacity and ability, and they have the money to spend on people who do nothing but focus on that. But when you're a small, independent restaurant and you have to wear six different hats, like, it just, it, 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 it gets even more complicated. And, and I think, really, what, what we're about to see is probably the biggest phase in uh, U.S. or, uh, for sure, Colorado restaurant history, maybe with the exception of after, just after 2008, but, but maybe this is the, the second biggest slew of restaurants just going out of business and small independent restaurants. How do we prevent that, Jared, Rebecca? Let's jump in. You know, I, I think uh, a lot of the things that you're talking about with building culture and, and retaining employees, um, Colorado is – we had the green rush here, right? So everybody moved here because weed was legal. And now a lot of those people are trying to find jobs, and they can't because they're, you know, either they, – they moved here for the wrong reasons. They're stoners. They – they're, they didn't like the marijuana industry, so they go into the restaurant business because it's easy to get into, right? So how do you filter through all those people who are just doing it because it's accessible and easy to be hired and find the ones that are really good and then retain them? So I think there's a lot of people here that don't want professional jobs or aren't qualified for professional jobs, and so they're falling into the restaurant business for the wrong reasons. So weeding through all those yeah, people and yeah. finding the good ones who actually want to be in a restaurant because they're hard workers or people who aren't qualified for professional jobs but except like that restaurant work is good it's not like a, a sentence it's not bad it's very very hard and if you don't realize that you're not going to make it and you're not going to be a good worker it's not just like a fallback thing though it's not like oh i can you know i can't do anything else let me work in a restaurant and that's what we're seeing yeah too it's much not of. a scarlet letter i mean it's it's a very respectable uh career and in industry with a lot of growth opportunity rebecca you've heard all of these things and their solutions to these things, a lot of it is you just want to save some money and, and uh, increase your profits uh, and systems is what you're all about. Yeah, and you know that's whether it's Fourth or whether it's any other system that you're looking at. There's a bunch of great other platforms out there. It's about having a partner you can trust and a partner that can take the time to take that your business essentially and be trusted with it to develop how are we going to create an algorithm to put it out there to find the right talent how are we going to bring that talent on board how are we going to have audit trails that you don't have to sit and manually scan your i9s into you know a file so that when you get audited you have to go run through and find them you also need to find how you have performance reviews how you have opportunities for career growth to like i said the employee engagement where your managers can track things like you have one of your top people who is on time every day they pick up extra shifts who starts to kind of fall off who starts showing up drunk at work where you can document those things and be able to be proactive we're in a very reactive state a lot of times and so being proactive is key and having that visibility on that platform to be able to do that and take that time off your hands a lot of times you know we're jumping over dollars to save pennies what is your time worth? What is sitting and making a manual schedule for six hours worth of your time instead of coaching your employees or growing the business, opening a new location? Um, and, you know, as we speak to compliance and legislation, if we start having fair work week challenges and minimum wage Can increases. You, first of all, just for you people yeah. who are like, what did you just say? A lot. Take one, <laughs> minute, take one minute and talk about what that means to us. Yeah, as far as the predictive scheduling and right. fair work week. So essentially, it's in a few areas right now. New York's a big one. San Francisco, the Pacific Northwest. I mean, where it's coming to Denver right it's away. It's coming quick, where you have to have your schedules made two weeks in advance. Now, it was created to help both employers and employees but there's a fine balance. So your employees are able to, maybe they have two or three jobs. They're a dishwasher who handles 
multiple shifts or somebody who's a single mom who needs to pick up her kids after work to where it allows them to schedule ahead of time to plan their life. Now, the opposite side of that is when you're the employer, you get penalized if you change that schedule or if there's overtime. And we've seen a lot of it. There's um, a group I worked with in the Northwest that they're at the Husky Stadium. So they have the dates of the games for their employees that need to work, but they don't get the game time till the week before. That concept, I think it's like $20,000 a month that they end up having with penalty pay where they have to pay out these fees and there's nothing they can do. There's no loophole. There's nothing. And it, it, they're great or, you know, organized owners operators, but it's something that's out of their control. And we are slowly looking at getting that in Colorado, which is where, you know, we want to take care of employees, but we need to push back on this because for business owners, it's too costly to stay open. You'll work with folks on finding some solutions for those types of things? We do. Um, there's scheduling options. So you put the right people, the right place, the right time. You look at industry trends. You look at the trends of your sales on specific days, how the weather was. Our system can actually do that. We can calculate what the weather was a year ago, whether it was a holiday, whether it was you know, a, an event, your one-year opening anniversary, whether it was sunny, so you had more patio business. So there are other platforms that do that as well. We do all of that and tie it in. So that it's a trend for you. I say embrace it, Brian. Ooh, yeah, go, go, using Google Sheets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just doing that, man. It sent me into all new. But uh, being more organized, being being together. We're going to do some long-form stuff. We're going to bring you back to the kitchen. We're going to talk in-depth and do an in-depth podcast. I'd love to have you join us, too, and Mark Whistler. We'll get a little symposium together, and we'll talk about these issues as well. I want to spend uh, 20 seconds, each one of them. What can we do to get Mark a better employee in his restaurant right now so he's not working the line on a Saturday night? Jared. Oh, what can we do to give him a better employee? I, I don't know, because I would keep whatever employee was better than what he needs. I got nothing for you. As a, as a owner to owner, there I There you go. I can, you huh? know. Is there anything else? I, I don't no. know. I was cooking pizza earlier today, and I'm... I played hooky to come here, so <laughs> that's right. I'm in the same Rebecca, boat, brother. Is there is there a immediate just potion panacea? You know, coming from a different side, you know, the business side versus in the actual kitchen side, um, really working on that coaching and documenting. And sometimes it's hard to have that conversation, but the coaching aspect right away, the forgiveness after one or two times. It's, it's too much, and then you eventually lose that employee anyways, and it's damaging to the business. Got it. Give out your email, how people can get a hold it of it. It is Rebecca, R-E-B-E-C-C-A, dot Barry, like the fruit, B-E-R-R-Y, at fourth, dot com, or you can reach me at 720-436-8047. Call her at 1 a.m. Please don't. <laughs> and it's www.forth.com. Thanks, guys. Uh, Jared Leonard, a lot of great things going on. You're providing uh, great barbecue things for folks that don't want to cook for Thanksgiving. My mom is one of them. We're going to be a customer. And uh, to be able to get AJ Barbecue Pit for your Thanksgiving needs, how do you get a hold of you? Uh, go to pitbarbecue.com. That's P-I-T-B-A-R-B-Q.com. We're doing smoked turkeys and hams and pies and all the fixings. Uh, I want to sneak in a quote I heard recently, though, about hiring and firing that's going to sound obnoxious, but I'm really following it more and more. When you're hiring someone, you're literally guessing. doesn't matter what their resume is. doesn't matter where they've worked. It really, you can vet them all you want, but you're still guessing on what stage of life they're in and how they're performing in current day, right? So hiring is easy. It's guessing. Firing is the important part. And that sounds mean, and that sounds mean-spirited. No, it is. But when you don't fire someone when they deserve to be fired, it just drags out, and it makes it worse for your entire organization. So we've, we've kind of adopted that recently, where when somebody makes mistakes, we just tell them, good luck, sorry, you know? 
bring somebody new in and we'll train them. And that's that's exhausting. But then when you get a good team that sees like, hey, we're not messing around. We're going to fire you if you screw up. Sorry, because you made your own bed. You have to lie in it. I agree. Depends with on the mistake, though, Jay Parker. Sorry to jump in. It kind of depends on the mistake, though. <laughs> no, it though. doesn't. No, it doesn't, you know? Jay. Jay, you're fired. No, you don't think so? We're out of I mean, here. All right, like coming uh, up next, uh, Tommy Knocker Brewery and Steve Inderhus, Inderhouse and uh, Cholaca. We want to know what to do with emulsified cocoa? You'll find out next, right here. Booze in the News, next on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website themoderneater.com. Hey, Colorado chefs. Brian Freeman with Growers Organic and the Modern Eater Talk Show. Do you care about where your food comes from? I do. Do you want loyalty from customers who care about that as well? I can help by providing top quality organic produce with reliable delivery, knowledgeable sales team who genuinely care about how food is grown, transported, and served. Chefs, Growers Organic will ensure you have excellent ingredients for your next James Beard dinner, your nightly specials, or your regular menu items. Join the organic revolution and go organic with Growers Organic. Look us up online at growersorganic.com. Hey, chef friends, it's Little Rich here from Rockalitas Tortillas. Rockalitas, known for hyper-local, innovative, and healthy tortillas and chips, served by Colorado's top chefs, and that's why we only use Colorado Mills sunflower oil. If you, too, want to serve the healthiest, most vibrant-tasting foods, you must use Colorado Mills. Colorado Mills is hyper-local, Colorado-grown, cold-pressed in Lamar, Colorado. Whether you bake, fry, or saute, get your Colorado Mills today. Available through Shamrock, Growers Organic, and Don Foods. For the best oil in the business, use Colorado Mills. 